Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life. But I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 36, Tis the Season. Hey friends and family and love muffins and pooh bears and all of the fuzzy names that I want to give today because it's been way too long. Um, But tis the season and you'll hear me say that quite a few times throughout this podcast because we are in a season um, this is the first week of December. Thanksgiving is behind us. I had a great time, spent time with my cousins. Christmas is upon us and my mom and my stepdad will be here. So I'm super excited about that. But there's been a lot of stuff and I feel like I say that all the time, but if you're living life, then you know full well that It is a lot of stuff that's going on, but here's what I'm going to share today. So it's Saturday um, and day after tomorrow, I will be starting a brand new job. So since the last time we've talked, I applied for a job, I interviewed for the job, got offered the job all in about three weeks, and therefore I am starting a new job. And what's interesting about me starting this job is, um, I think I mentioned a little bit about my departure from Target and, you know, I was with them for 11 and a half years. And then I started with Aramark three months later and I've been there for, it would have been almost four years this January, but I had been trying to leave Aramark since I started. I think the biggest challenge for me was, doing something different because the only company that I worked for was Target. And so I knew them like the back of my hand and going somewhere different where I don't know anybody, things are different. They're asking me to be different and all of that. And I just never got settled until I got settled. And of course, there were all sorts of other personal transitions going on at the same time. Well, Fast forward, um, I interviewed with a few companies over the past couple of years and some of them turned me down and I actually was job offered a few of those times. But one of the, the, well, I won't call it tough, but one of the interesting things is that when you are entreating God on your plans and on your decisions, You have to know that he's going to do something, say something, explain something, whatever you want to call it. He's going to show up if you ask him to. And so I was never really released to go anywhere. And it was always, you know, at a very pivotal moment where I currently was to where is it the right time to leave them? And one of the things that I'm learning about this journey in life is that it's not always about me and that as much as I come up with my own agenda, I make my own plans and I decide that, hey, I'm going to do this. You know, God has a very subtle, subtle way of saying not right now or not ever or whatever the case is. And so I never got that full release 
to go anywhere. And also the situations had to be right. You know, I know that, you know, at this season, I am meant to be in Baton Rouge and I can't take a job that's going to take me away from there. Or, you know, I can't take a job where I'm going to be traveling a lot because I have obligations or anything that's going to, you know, interrupt my evening schedule. There's all these anomalies that needed to be in place. So when this opportunity came up, all of those boxes were checked. Um, and all of the good things that I was expecting from an opportunity were presented without me even saying anything. But it was hard. It was hard because, you know, the job that I had was the job that I was blessed with while I was separating and divorcing. And what was interesting is the Sunday before I actually got the job offer, I had a dream that I was announcing to my team that I would be leaving. Um, We typically have an annual employee meeting that's usually in and around October and November. Well, this year we kind of pushed it back because there were some other things that we needed to get ironed out, nailed, discussed. So the meeting ended up being on November 25th, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the which is on a Monday. So the previous Monday um, is when I had the dream that I would get the phone call and that I would announce to my team. Well, funny, Monday about 9 or so, 9.30, 10 o'clock, the call came for them to offer me the job. And, you know, everything was in line. I had already prayed about it. So... I accepted as soon as they offered it to me because everything was in line. I did not need to counter offer. God just had worked out all of the details. You know, even my start date was the date that I had anticipated starting. So everything was definitely in alignment. Well, of course, you know, anytime that you are preparing to change or to do something different, there is a, a cadence that has to come behind it, right? Like you're, you're wanting to make sure that you leave everybody in a good place. So you're having different conversations. You're, you're reminding people to do this. You're doing this countdown. It's this whole thing because you know that this season of your life is about to shift. And it's funny because one of my coworkers, shout out to Patrick, um, he sent me a recognition, um, thanking me for this season. Cause he and I worked at Target together and then, you know, I let him know about an opportunity at Aramark and he interviewed, nailed it. I knew he would. And so, you know, at the time it would have been nice to say, Hey, we're going to ride this thing on out. But our season as co-workers here ended just like it ended at Target. And, you know, he and I joke about it. We may end up at Blue Cross Blue Shield together. You never know. But it's interesting to me because as Christians um, or even non-Christians, you're continuously looking at where you are. Where where you're going, what you want, what you need, what's happening and all of that. And my mom said something to me the other day about 
trying to rush out of a season. So if I am to, you know, be on a job for X amount of time, you know, as much as I can kick and scream and I want to do something else, you know, sometimes you have to be still in that moment. You have to understand that there is so much purpose in that particular season that you're in. And it's going to be so much more enjoyable. And I say enjoyable loosely because every situation and all that peachy, but you will be able to move through it a little bit differently if you stop and recognize, okay, maybe it's not meant for me to breeze through this. Maybe I have to get a few lessons. Maybe I have to understand a few things. And if you're open to it, it's going to be so easy for God to be able to show himself to you in that. And I want to go ahead and jump into the scriptures that I chose because they tell a story. Many of you have heard it. And I think that it's so important. Um, Because let me say this. I have so many friends and family that are in various places in their lives. There are some that are, you know, moving states that are, you know, trying to fix marriages. Maybe marriages are ending or there's a new love on the horizon or, you know, babies are being born. Whatever the case is, everybody is entering in or sitting in some sort of season whether it's a season of waiting, a season of, you know, prospering or a season of sowing, whatever the case is, there's always something going on. So the scriptures that I'm going to read are from Ecclesiastes 3. And the the, the heading for these um, few scriptures is called A Time for Everything. And it's chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. So I'm going to read it to you. There's a time for everything, and this is the the NIV version, if you want to know, and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time from war. And a time for peace. So it's it's funny how so many scriptures that I was introduced was during my separation. And I think that it was very intentional because I was probably the most still that I've ever been during that time. I was wanting to hear from God so intently about, you know, what to do with this failing relationship and not even realize that he was growing me in so many other ways. And so the first time I heard this, I just thought it was just a very interesting dynamic because 
it's true. There is a time for everything. And, you know, when we're going through something or when we're experiencing something, we often feel like it's going to be forever, right? Or we feel like, you know, something happened too quickly or, you know, I didn't get to sit here long enough or I had to stand here too long. Whatever the case is, we're we're consistently challenging time, right? And one of the things that I am learning as I get older is not to challenge time, just to enjoy or to observe or to, you know, dissect or reflect or whatever, whatever emotion or whatever action, right, that needs to happen. Make sure that I do it and I do it well. It's interesting to me that this past week I was on vacation and I took a little trip just to kind of, in the middle of the week, just to kind of get, you know, my head wrapped around, like, you know, getting ready to to leave where I was, start a new place and all of that. And it's so funny to me that during that time, I had some self-discoveries about myself. And so often, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, you know, I have been choosing to sit in it. And I'm going to explain that because I don't want anybody to think, you know, we just wallow in our emotions or whatever. But instead of shaking it off sometimes, I need to ask God, so what is this about? Like, why do I feel the way that I feel? Where did this come from? At what point in time in my life did it take root? And so it was it was so interesting to me that as I was sitting reflecting and I was asking these questions, like God began to reveal some things to me about why I am the way I am about certain things. And it's funny because in my head, this isn't an issue or I've overcome this. But what I, I fail to realize is that with each season, you could potentially see some of the same things again because as you are entering into new dimensions, you're being challenged and it's so easy for us to resort back to what's comfortable, right? So if I begin to feel like I'm losing control or a situation doesn't make sense to me or I don't have all the answers, then it's natural for me to yield back into trying to regain control. I was telling somebody this the other day that when when we lose control, you will see it in such odd ways where we try and regain control. I know for many women, it starts with our hair. Like when life seems to throw us something, cut our hair. Like that is a drastic something. It gives us a new perspective. Or, you know, my, my former supervisor, when he tends to like lose control, then he will become a a task driver so he's walking around not technically with his checklist because he wants to be able to control those things that he can control because there are some other areas that are out of control we all do it right so that's why it was interesting to me to be able to just really sit there and let God speak to me about why is it that when things are out of control that I resort back to the behaviors and the patterns that I was like, oh my God, I've been delivered from because that's what's natural to me. The difference is, because I don't want you guys to hear me and say, oh my God, there's no hope. Why do I keep going back? Is that I can re- I can recognize it a lot quicker. 
and I can address it a lot quicker. So it's interesting to me that it's not even so much about, Lord, you know, I don't want to do this as much as it is I recognize it and I know that I have an ever-present help in it. So when I begin to feel out of control or or I begin to like get agitated because I don't know what tomorrow holds, you know, I know that I can always entreat God and he knows where I am. He understands where I am. He's not questioning me. He's not, you know, chastising me for being where I am. He's literally there saying, come to me, lay it at my feet. Let me hold you. Let me fix it. Let me take care of it. And fixing it, we've talked about this before, doesn't always mean that he's fixing it because sometimes we have to hang out a little bit in certain areas in order for us to be truly fixed. And it's interesting how everything comes in alignment. I was um, reading this week because we are actually having our last um, B group meeting this Tuesday. And it's just, I don't even know why I, I get surprised that when I read something and it literally touches on a topic or a feeling or emotion that I'm dealing with. And I'm like, God, it's almost like you rewrote that just for me, but he is all powerful, all knowing. So he knew that on that day, meaning today, I would be sitting still, I would be reading and I would be able to hear very clearly about certain situations. And so, you know, the the story that I was reading was about, you know, a character in the Bible who is questioning God. And I don't want to mess up the name Habakkuk. Habakkuk, one of those. And he's like asking God like some tough questions about, you know, why isn't he essentially coming to the rescue? And the way the author um, narrated through this story was to help us be reminded that even though he was asking God these questions and saying, why, 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 why? God literally answered him so lovingly. So if you want to look it up, it's in the first chapter, like verses one through three, one through four, something like that. And even God's response, even after that, was to remind him of who he is, what he's done, what he will do. And talking about time, that there is a time in which X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And I really would love to pull it up for you guys. But let's see. Because um, I don't like to have a lot of dead space. So I probably should have had it up before. But haha, I think I have got it. So it remember we don't really know how to pronounce it all that well so Habakkuk the first chapter and it's under the complaint so you actually get two sets of scriptures today and it's um starting with verse two how long lord must i call for help but you do not listen or crowd to you violence but you do not save why do you make me look at injustice why do you tolerate wrongdoing destruction and violence are before me there is strife and conflict and conflict abounds therefore the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails the wicked hymn and the righteous so that justice is perverted so that was two through four i'm gonna start back up at five 
um, and it's entitled The Lord's Answer. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. So what's interesting about that is that um, it's a season, right? So whatever season that we're going to call him Hab, our homeboy Hab was in, he wanted to get out of it. He wanted God to save him, to rescue him, to like do something like, Lord, like, do you see all this stuff going on? Like, what's really happening right now? And instead of, you know, God being frustrated and angry and like, why could you ask me these things? You know, he starts reminding him about a few things. And if you go on and continue reading, he will talk about all of the things that he's doing and it's interesting to me because you know i was telling my mom that uh, a friend of mine was you know sharing some sweet things with me you know about being appreciative about you know just a season that she was in and what our interaction looked like and all of that and i literally leaned back on my sofa and i was like you know what god like that just makes me so happy like I'm so grateful that you know whatever it was that I had to encounter or I had to endure that I could be able to 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 fill in the gaps for someone who's struggling with something but then the questions start coming right so well how long am I right and then I rattle off like five or six things and it's interesting to me that Literally, you know, God started showing me, well, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've done. If you look back at your life a year ago, look at all the things that I unraveled in in your life. Look at all the things that I brought to your attention that have made you a better person. Look at the things that I'm still breaking off of you that could be a hindrance to where it is you're desi- desiring to go. So in essence... Look at this season for what it is. It is a season of preparation, right? It's a season of fine tuning and pruning and like helping you. And this is the beautiful part about this. When we go back to, you know, a time for everything. Those things that that have been promised to me and those things that I desire and those things that I want to see in the lives of other people and all of that. There is no doubt in my mind that it's going to happen, but it's not the season for it yet. It's not the time in which it's going to come to pass. It doesn't mean that it's not. And that is so interesting to me that, you know, the next part of the book that I was reading was in and around patience, because that's something that we all struggle with, right? And that's what I have to understand about any duration of of time right that if i am certain if i am confident if i am strongly desiring to see x y and z then i have to be okay with where i am right now and it's not that you sit here and you fuss and you pout or whatever you get busy doing whatever it is that the lord has called you to do while you are waiting so you won't miss what this season is supposed to be about and it's funny to me because i think back to when i was going through my separation and i know you guys probably think oh my god that's all she talks about but i'm gonna tell you why i will always talk about it because i saw christ in such a different way in that time and it it 
I'm it's funny for me to say it this way, but I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that I was stopped dead in my tracks because the person that I am today, not a perfect person, not a person who's all the answers, but a person who knows what true fulfillment tastes like have to attribute it back to one of those moments so I'm grateful that he caught my attention because so many things were born out of that you know from the job that I left to starting a new job and and making new friends lifelong friends having new experiences you know my group starting you know me moving into a place that accommodated all my needs you know Dating someone else, right? And meeting people through that dating relationship that are going to forever be in my heart. So I enjoyed that season. And that doesn't mean that I didn't cry. It doesn't mean that I did not sit down and ask God like Hab did. Like, okay, all right, God. So look at all this stuff. And literally, it has been such an amazing thing to look back and say, he never forgot about me. He never left me by my, he never left me alone. He never didn't comfort me or talk to me or love on me or any of those things. But there is a time for all of it. And I had to be in that moment. And you know why? In listening to my friend tell me what she was grateful for, right? It's because I sat in that moment where I knew what it was like to be in a challenging marriage, right? I knew what it was like to to have to try and figure some things out and reclaim who I was. So being in that season produced some fruit in another season, right? Does it not just like blow your mind? Because it definitely blows my mind and it causes me to not be so angry when things haven't come full circle or I'm still looking at an issue trying to understand what is it because I wholeheartedly believe that when the time comes for me to step or me to move or me to whatever that I'll know it and it'll be so clear because I can look back and reflect on how things had to play out in my life for me to get to the next thing. So tis the season for being in the season and understanding the reason, doing a little rhyming thing here. And it just touches you differently when you have an awareness. So in all of that, I hope you guys take this holiday season to reflect. We get so excited about you know, the close of a new year and what the beginning of a new year is. But don't forsake what today is trying to teach you and show you because you're so fixated on tomorrow. So I believe that 2020 is going to be a year that I've never seen before, literally and figuratively. But I want to gain everything that I possibly can gain from these last few weeks of 2019. This year was a challenging year. It was a different year. It was fun and it was exciting. I saw things that I never thought I would see. I experienced some stuff that I didn't even know was mine to experience. So I want to finish this year strong. I want to enjoy this season of getting to know new people on this new job and, you know, spending time with family and, you know, engaging differently because I know how important it is to be present. And it's funny if I go back to Ecclesiastes where it says, 
um, at the end of verse five, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And then six, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I'll close it with this is just sitting back and being open to whatever time it is. And I think we put certain timetables, right? So, okay, I've been embracing for three months now. I think it's time to refrain. Well, we don't get to always do it like that. I think that's why it's so important to have that discernment. But know that that time could be today and the time not to could be tomorrow. But the biggest thing is to continue to allow God to work it out. Allow God to speak to you and show you and give you wisdom so that you don't miss what this season is about. So that way, when you get ready to cross over into the next one, you're not looking back, wishing you would have did something differently or hoping that something could have happened then. You would be able to confidently walk into that next season of your life free and clear with much peace, with much anticipation and excitement, not because you were so devastated and all you could think about was getting next. But you know what, God, thank you for showing me what you needed to show me in that time. And now I'm fully ready and engaged for what's next. If you keep that frame of mind, you'll be surprised just how much you can enjoy where you are. Thanks guys for spending these moments with me. I'm so excited about what the rest of this year is gonna show us. And I'm looking forward to you joining me in this journey. As always, I hope and I pray that you heard something that sparked something within you that, hey, will change what's next for you or something that you can share with someone else. But until next time, have a great day on purpose.